Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. Uh, there's kind of a weird list you cannot see today. Once again, uh, kind of up, kind of down, some of the pop culture. Um, just, you know, uh, living the life, living the dream. Hoping I wake up at some point. Um, and I say that partially because I am exhausted. I have not been sleeping well for the last couple of days. Um, which I'm going to get to uh, a little bit uh, later on. We'll just jump into some fun stuff. I was talking about updating the website with some new plugins and making it uh, optimized for mobile. And I was trying to describe to Deb, um, because I use website and web page interchangeably in my head because in my head I know what I'm talking about. Um, and I kept saying page. No, I mean site. I mean site. I mean page. And she being kind of tech ignorant, I didn't want to say tech dumb, but um, that she was kind of like, what's the difference? And I described it as such, is that imagine the website is an abandoned building and the pages are the uh, homeless hobo squatters that live there. And I take care of the hobo people and keep the building from falling on them and killing them. It was... We laughed. Um, it was very interesting that I went to that analogy as opposed to just imagine the site as a piece of ground and then the pages of the buildings on top of them like a city planner. That's much more uh, articulate and positive as opposed to a collapsing building on hobos. Speaking of the BACN, um, I have this feeling, uh, and it will stem from something I'll talk about in a little bit once again, uh, that I kind of want to tighten things up. I was editing last week's um, whenever, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and do the whole time travel thing where I think it was two gaps ago. I'm sorry, two uh, no applause uh, ago or it was last week's whatever. I was recording, um, or I'm sorry, I was editing an episode of no applause and it was really rambly. And we knew it was going to be rambly and running a bit long. Um, we go through a couple lists that were substantial. Um, the, uh, the lists were Deb's birthday mix uh, for 2014 and then um, me breaking down um, most of the main characters and justified uh, on, on who they would be in the Batman universe. I want to tighten it up. I want to get back to doing um, the, you know, the, the, the good clean hour on no applause. I want to get back to doing the hour 15 on Gap. Um, and I want to tighten it up and kind of get the segments back in order and um, keep things from kind of derailing in a bad way. I don't mind if they derail in a good way. We kind of plan on that on both shows um, and on this one as well, really. I, I kind of want to tighten everything back up. Um, it seems like we've kind of, we're kind of meandering on a lot of stuff and hemming and hawing and arguing or, um, and it, it just, it doesn't serve the shows well. Um, so I'll be talking to Deb and then the boys uh, from Shooting the Gap. And I guess that's a perfect segue into the note that says Gap Meltdown. Now, this is going to be tainted with my personal reality. Um, and I do take full accountability. Uh, I have apologized uh, that I handled things wrong. So I want that uh, kind of a, as a preface uh, to this. We were about 20 minutes into a couple weeks ago's Gap and... Um, I'm not quite sure what I said, um, how I said it, um, or what I had said previous to recording that maybe got under um, the uh, kind of uh, evergreen uh, guest's 
James uh, what I said to get under his skin, but he basically blew up at me. Um, and what happened by my personal reality was that, you know, um, he and Gonzo um, were basically arguing over a, a, a very fine point about Johnny Manziel, who's a football player of note right now. Um, and they just were arguing. There wasn't any moving them on. It was they were stuck in this kind of weird, like, you know, uh, uh, a screaming loop. And Ryan had, you know, given me the, the, the cut, the, you know, stop recording. And instead of uh, just hitting the, the stop button and um, just sitting back and kind of letting the fire burn out, like I should have, uh, that would have been the smart move on my part, um, I proceeded to scream at the top of my lungs at like, stop, stop, we're done recording, stop. And... Um, I guess that was kind of the final straw that, that broke the camel's back with with James. Uh, he proceeded to yell and threaten me and then leave. Um, and once again, uh, my mistake was I followed him out there and was like, if you want to kick the shit out of me, that's fine. Um, and I'll, I'll explain that psychology in a moment. But he was like, nope, I'm out of here. And I went, okay. And I uh, went back in, and we kind of smoked a couple cigarettes, talked about, a, you know, a, a little bit about what happened. Um, I, you know, told Ryan and Gonzo, I said, you know, I handled that poorly as a human being, as a producer. I take full accountability that I shouldn't have done that. Um, Ryan's like, you should have just sat back. And I went, you're absolutely right. Um, I was out of line acting the way I did. Um, now, personally, I think that James overreacted. Um, but he said something that said, you know, he, he said that he and I have had problems for three months. These are problems that I'm not aware of. Um, and I'm not necessarily blaming him for not bringing them up to me, but it is hard to solve problems or address them when they're not being brought up. Um, I, I haven't heard anything, um, about that. I, I told Ryan that if he calls, like, let him know I apologize, um, that I was out of line for how I reacted. I take full accountability for it. Ultimately, I, once again, this is me personally, I, I think whatever triggered that, ultimately, I don't think James was mad at me. I think he was upset at something else, and I just happened to light that fuse on that powder keg and um, kind of take the brunt of the explosion. I doubt James is listening, but if he is, I'd like to apologize. Like I said, I handled it very poorly. Um... I'd like to mend not only the, the friendship we have, um, uh, uh, but, you know, mend the, the professional um, relationship we have on, on uh, the podcast, on Shooting the Gap. It, uh, it brought up a bunch of stuff in me uh, that I think that's why I haven't been sleeping well and why I'm going to talk a little bit later about how some of my control issues are coming out in some of my writing. Um, but I think it brought up a bunch of stuff that I hadn't felt in a long time, and it kind of overwhelmed me. Now, I said I would explain why I, w I followed him out there. Uh, no sane human being would have himself threatened or herself threatened and then follow that person and go, look, if this is what you need to do, then do it. That it wasn't as, you know, I initially I thought it was being very selfless and going, I'm willing to sacrifice my physical well-being for your emotional well-being. Now, that's one of two things, and it could be both. That could be my need for validation and go, look, I'm willing to do this for you. Please 
validate me and accept me to that I'm doing this. The second is, and this was, you know, stems back from uh, uh, having kind of an overbearing, controlling father, is that when I did wrong, I was punished, um, whether it be verbally or physically, um, so that when someone's mad at me, I, I don't immediately feel that validation of like, look, I'm right, I'm in the right, I go, I, I'm the other side of the coin where I go, oh shit, someone's yelling at me, I've done wrong, and then I need to be punished. Um, this happened during a fight with uh, one of my last relation in my last relationship where uh, I did something very bad uh, and then immediately was like, please, you know, I literally told her to hit me with, with a beer bottle um, because I felt I had to be punished. Um, I'm not sure how to th how to therapize myself out of that. Um, I think some of it could just be that, you know, I need to let go. Um, of everything that's in my head from my dad, um, which is easier said than done. Um, but also that, you know, if I've done wrong, then, you know, don't immediately look for that validation. Don't immediately look for that punishment. Give that person breathing room. Back off. Take that five-minute break and go, look, like, you know, I'll let you cool down. We'll talk about this in, you know, five or ten, the end. Um, as opposed to jumping to these emotional conclusions for validity or, or um, retribution uh, upon myself. So that was, you know, trying. It uh, kind of tainted my whole weekend. I wasn't in a good uh, mind state the rest of the weekend um, up to going into the beginning of the week because it threw me off. And my work suffered uh, professionally. My life suffered personally. Um, you know, I, I just, I wasn't in a good mind state, uh, mindset, so I couldn't get... Um, work done on on a few freelance uh, design jobs I picked up um, but I managed to play catch up uh, earlier this week and kind of everything's back on track there which which helps me feel a little less cluttered mentally but I'm still uh, kind of shaken up um, and concerned about you know um, losing a friend uh, over something that I don't understand um, and I think that's the worst part is I don't understand exactly what happened and that makes it worse um, because at least if I knew what was going on and what the problems were, I could go, well, I can fix those or no, I can't. And yes, this is the right time for us to kind of break ties. Um, I, I just, I just don't know. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's led to a kind of mild depression um, and uh, kind of reinsurgence of some control issues. Which, uh, like I said, I will... Uh, well, I'll talk about it now. Um, perfect segues. Um, I've been writing um, new episodes of uh, Fear Agent, which is uh, a show that's eventually going to come out. Um, we're still reworking the, 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 the first three episodes and seeing um, you know, what it's going to be and what it has to be and uh, what it needs to be. But I'm continuing to write the story because the story doesn't, you know... Stop just because I've um, we're working on three issue uh, episodes rather. Um, I want there to you know to be more story. I don't want to get to a point where I go, oh, I haven't written anything since. You know, we started working on it, and now we get to that point, and I'm going, oh shit, I need to start writing more. Um, so I've been continuing to write um, little notes, and um, 
one of the main characters, uh, Zero, uh, finds himself kind of um, held in a, in a psychic Faraday cage and um, without much control. And I've noticed that when I, when I write stuff like that, it's me saying somehow to myself, uh, unconsciously or subconsciously rather, that you feel like you don't have control. You feel like you're in this cage and you're trapped and you don't know what's going on. Um, and you're looking for meaning where there could not be any. Um, or you're looking to, to kind of get your feet back on the ground. Um, so I'm trying to actually work through the story point with Zero, hoping it will give me some clarity um, and, and work out some of this um, therapeutic stuff um, kind of cathartically. Speaking of my personal life kind of taking a hit, um, I joined a dating site. Uh, this is the most effort I've ever put into giving up. Um, last week's NAM, I talked about, um, you know, a couple weeks ago maybe, that I talked about uh, thinking a girl was interested in me and then she wasn't. And then um, that I think the ship on the soulmate has sailed. Um, and then, uh, you know, getting stood up uh, last week. Uh, was kind of another emotional blow I really didn't need to, to take because we're going to talk about some of my uh, interesting sudden fragility uh, in a couple minutes. But um, that I joined a dating site, and it's a nerd dating site. Uh, they, they actually do exist. But it's brought on a whole new level of, of anxiety of, like, you know, that I feel I'm being judged. I talked about this um, uh, months back about, you know, joining a web uh, a dating site and, and feeling judged and not merited on who I truly am. You know, I, I, I joined this site. I haven't done a whole lot with it. Um, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to continue. It's literally been a week, and I haven't seen a lot of movement. Um, but that's me. I, I just, you know, I, I literally don't know what to do about uh, the depression and the loneliness. Um, not that it's... Uh, overwhelming or insurmountable by any means. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going on with my life, and I'm, I'm in a decent, uh, you know, head place now. You know, I am, I am lonely. That's that's just the long and short of it. I have these little bursts of um, socialization when I meet with Deb to record, or um, when I meet with the boys, or you know, going to trivia. But these these little pockets just kind of uh, uh, highlight kind of the lows, um, you know, the peaks kind of define, uh, the troughs as it were. And, uh, so I joined dating sites, so I'll, I'll be talking about that, uh, more as it goes on. But, uh, for me, you know, I, I don't know if there's a built-in stigma about joining dating sites in my head or not, where I was like, I can't believe I'm fucking doing this. This isn't, you know, I, I prefer to go out and meet people. I might best when I'm myself and I can have the face-to-face -face and make the jokes. And I can do that uh, uh, when I meet the people through the site. But having to explain myself on a dating site uh, in, you know, 140 characters or, or, or whatever it was, 200 words or less, uh, uh, good exercise in word economy, by the way, um, to look at it in a positive light. But I, I just don't think I get across. And even on this show, you don't see the whole me because, you know, uh, 
this is me focusing on kind of all the crap that bothers me, and you don't see, you know, the more uh, jokey side. You don't see the the reactive humor that I have with other people. Um, you, you'd actually see that a bit more on no applause. Not that I'm pimping the show, but do listen to it. When it's just me, um, I can be a little dry, obviously. So, um, and I'm getting completely off the point. Um, so my sudden sensitivity, um, I, that, that I've, I've become a bit more fragile, I've noticed. Um, not, like, breakable, uh, completely, um, but ever since the therapy and this resurgence of empathy and feelings and, and dealing with them and processing them correctly, um, stuff like that recording session with, with the gap, um, it, 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 it feels like just, you know, kind of a rubber mallet against a flesh membrane. Like it just reverberates and I'm going, holy shit. Like I, I haven't really felt stuff like this, you know, in a, either ever or in a long time. Um, and I don't remember caring, um, which is unfortunate because that's, you know, part and parcel with, with empathy. So I'm, I'm kind of dealing with this, you know, kind of like, you know, shock to the system where I'm going, holy shit, like, I'm being affected. Um, and I can see where people, once again, I can see why I uh, drank, why I hardened myself, um, because it sucks. You know, feelings suck. But you know what? It's it's part of being a person, and I'd, I'd rather have those connections with people and run the risk that I can be hurt than not have any connections. That's just, you know, better to have loved and lost, so to speak. Lastly, and this one was kind of, I had a, a great rant uh, uh, last week about it and I really wanted to um, kind of try to re-engineer uh, it and, and revisit it, that infomercials are dumb. Um, I'm sick of people thinking of, there's got to be a better way. Um, I understand that some products have their purposes, uh, despite how dumb they look to me, like electric scissors. I understand that if you're elderly, you have arthritis, joint problems, so forth, so on. Electric scissors, probably a good idea. Overall, I don't understand the idea of square bagels. I don't understand the idea of those bacon bowl things. I, I don't get it. Or, or homemade ice cream makers. Like, who fucking cares? Um... And it's always some fucking, like, Rex Mason motherfucker with perfect hair and a punchable face um, telling uh, me and this, you know, captive audience who I'm pretty sure has been injected with small amounts of the Smilax uh, Joker toxin because no one's that excited over shit uh, that they're selling like that. Um, trying to sell me some useless piece of shit. Um... Sorry, infomercials are dumb. And, and how important to civilized society can your product be if it takes you uh, an hour, uh, uh, half an hour, an hour to sell it to me? It doesn't make any sense. You know, if you were like, look, keys, they're working this lock thing to keep you safe. It'd be like, yes, I want to be safe. That makes sense. Coffee wakes you up. Uh, uh, smoking allows you to not kill people or punch them on the street. That's a bad example. Um, you know, I understand that these things, you know, 
are integral to society. <laughs> Coffee and keys. Good dog. Things like uh, uh, bacon bowls and curved TVs and, and, and corn ballers. I just don't fucking get it. I, I just don't fucking get it. Can't get behind that, as, as Deb and I talked about. Can't get behind that. Rollins, Shatner, Nigbert. Can't get behind that. So, from damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses. Good night, Internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!